I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. We are best friends and dietitians. We have a goal of challenging nutrition misinformation and fitness trends with an evidence-based approach. Each episode, we will dish up our thoughts about the latest facts on a popular health-related topic. We're the Upbeat Dietitians. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Upbeat Dietitians podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. Today, we are doing a diet review, which I think has been a while since we've done one of these. Um, We are reviewing 75 hard. It's when this comes out. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Audience rumbles. Like, oh. Um, this might come out quite a bit past new year's, but I think it's still fitting because resolutioners maybe are still sticking with things into February and March. Um, I feel like 75 hard is typically, it correlates to new year's resolutions as we'll kind of explain today. Um, but we're going to go over what 75 hard is maybe some benefits of it, if there are any, and then we're going to go over the big glaring issues, which as you guys probably know around here, any diet review typically involves a majority of our time spent discussing the issues of said diets. So that will be yes. the bulk of today's episode for sure. Yes. It'll be exciting. I didn't know a lot about 75 hard before now, but this is going to be fun to chat about. It'll be good. So let's get right into it. So like, what is 75 hard? 75 hard is, I, I looked this up because I was going to ask you in the episode, I'm like, Emily, we can, Google is free. <laughs> it's a 75 day program, hence the name. And it was created by an individual named Andy Frizella, who is an author, YouTuber, and podcaster. Something right off the bat, this was quoted from the website It says, this is not a fitness program. 75 hard is a transformative mental toughness program. This is a key element to everything that is going to come (laughs) later. But remember that little mental toughness. Yes. Not a fitness program. Mm -hmm. So you do this 75, you do this for 75 days and there are five rules to the program as any fad diet has or any wellness scammy program but that's a spoiler (laughs) um there are always rules and these are the rules of 75 hard and they're actually a little bit different than our normal typical fad diet which is kind of fun so (laughs) (laughs) yeah first the first rule is choose a diet and follow it a disclaimer andy our founder of 75 hard. <laughs> I had to throw this of 75 hard on there because I didn't like how I was going into that. Is not a personal trainer nor a dietitian. And he does suggest that you consult a professional before starting the program and to find a nutrition program that will work well. Which some points for that, at least he's not saying like what diet to follow without the uh, education to do so. Yeah. But uh, we'll save it. We'll save it when we get to the the cons. Yes. So rule number one. We're going to kind of like break down each of these rules actually and like go into them more specifically. So that's kind of just the overall for number one. Yeah. Number two, 
is you have to complete two 45 minute workouts daily. And one of them has to be outside. (laughs) So 90 days or 90 days, 90 minutes daily for 75 days, you must do to follow the rules. No days off. That's kind of the whole point of it is if you have any days off, you have to start back over. And you have to go outside for 45 minutes. If it's negative 30, better suck it up. This is mental toughness we're working on. Yeah. You better be out there. Andy doesn't care about your frostbite. Get over it. With that, okay, that's also smart. <laughs> we're getting, we're already going into it. I know. Um, the third rule is to drink a gallon of water every day. So just once again, not a dietitian. Okay, moving on for now. Yes. Rule number four is to read 10 pages of nonfiction, which I personally from a non-healthcare professional standpoint, hate this rule because I don't like nonfiction. And something to know about this rule, which makes it even worse, is audiobooks don't count. That's like how I consume all my books is audiobooks. Yeah. And that's such a huge, that's where a lot of people read now. It's yeah. like, it's coming back. Like reading it, wasn't like trendy, but like audiobooks make it so much more accessible. It helps me to read more because otherwise I don't have the time or I don't think I have the time in my head <laughs> to like sit on the couch and read. Whereas I yeah. can like get so much more information, which I do like nonfiction. Um, I like both nonfiction and fiction, but I consume so much more of either one if I use it in audiobook form. So I'm less likely to do it. I guess I'm just not mentally tough enough. That's what it is. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to be, I don't even know what the name of like someone who follows I wouldn't be uh you know I know I'm I don't want to I don't really want to name it we'll jump past that (laughs) yeah um something else to know about in this nonfiction you're reading is it has to be a genre of personal development which I actually do like like self-help books a lot a lot yeah rule number five is you have to take progress pictures and you're probably wondering why this is a mental toughness program we're wondering that too we'll get to it we'll get to it so if you don't and these are the five rules and he lays it out and he's like this is very simple these are the five rules it's not crazy complicated but if you don't follow one of the rules for one day you have to start back over at day one right so like if it is negative 31 day and you can't do your outside workout that sucks yeah, you have to start all the way back over at day one and do 75 more days. If you are only able to do one 45-minute workout, sucks for you. Yeah, if you've got a job and kids and other responsibilities and you just couldn't fit 90 minutes in because you have other things to do besides just being hard. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> categorize these people. Um <laughs> then that just sucks for you. Yeah. So let's talk about the benefits because we always go benefits first. Then we go. It's like the smallest list in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And with each of them, we have caveats as to why they're not really benefits. (laughs) So benefit, first benefit is there's goal setting involved. There's some motivation. It can be motivating. Yeah. They are most of them are kind of smart goals. I don't know if they True. really have the timely standpoint on it because they're just saying right away, you're going to do all this. 
there is the timeline of like 75 days, I guess, where you can like reassess your progress, see how it's doing and kind of go from there. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to it later too, but there's better ways or alternate ways. I mean, not better because maybe people do like this and that's great for them, which we should say this earlier too. If this is your thing, you love it. It does not seem to cause any kind of like disordered eating or exercise habits for you. You really think this is great. That's wonderful for you. Please don't leave any hate comments telling us why we are wrong. And it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. Um, because it may not be for other people. This podcast is not just for you. <laughs> no, this is not an individualized podcast. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, goal setting and motivation. The other one is that we do have the possibility of making health promoting behavior changes, which is a good thing, obviously. Like if your goal is to improve your health, which first of all, um, or I guess before I get into that more, um, you don't always need to be working on your health. It's okay if that is not a priority of yours, but if it is, we do want to do it in a way where we are doing things like this, like maybe changing certain diet habits and getting more activity and getting plenty of water. Um, so there is a possibility of like doing those things that are objectively good for your physical health. Um, but these, as we'll get to may lead to disordered eating as we'll describe below or describe next. Yes. You guys aren't looking at our outline. <laughs> no. So let's get to the cons. <laughs> yeah. So the we kind of have are- it categorized like the first couple or I guess the first one, I guess more so is more general, but then we kind of go into each one kind of specifically and talk about why they are problematic. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, we kind of hinted at this before is it's making a lot of changes at once. It's not like first week you start incorporating your dietary habits. Second week you start incorporating your fitness ones or third, like you focus on water. It's right off the bat you are changing your dietary habits. You are exercising for 90 minutes a day. You are reading if you like, but if you hadn't read a book in like 10 years, that's where do you start? Um, what if you drink like 16 ounces of water a day? A gallon's going to feel like a lot. You're going to be in the bathroom. You're not, might not have time for your other things because you're in the bathroom. Um, it's a lot of changes at once. Especially if you are sedentary, going to that two 45-minute workouts a day can feel like a large leap. I will note, because I scoured this website, it Mm. even says in the website, like, even if you hadn't worked out in X amount of years, you could still do this program. And I was like, maybe if it was like stretching, like, or like something very light, but still that's. 90 minutes more of activity that one you weren't maybe incorporating from like a time standpoint into your life or like your body's not used to moving that much regularly and after that third or fourth day you're going to be feeling it a lot so one the time standpoint two hannah mentioned the dangerous weather conditions before of like negative 35 degree weather like one of your workouts has to be outside regardless. And the point that they brought up on the website about the like going outside workout was if they didn't want to leave 
your kids alone, which that was very interesting. That was the only caveat that was mentioned. <laughs> like weather was not one of the I'm first guessing things Andy lives in a place where it's always warm and he did not consider yes. other climates. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but they he even goes on to say like, you can go on the driveway or backyard, but like if you have a baby or like a toddler that needs to be monitored at all times, you can't do that. And he said you right. could also bring them outside. I'm like, you're gonna bring your baby into your negative, negative 35, 35 degree. <laughs> Which no. I mean, I guess I would hope that if you like literally have a newborn, like if you had a baby last week, I would hope you're not doing 75 hard. But like I'm not gonna put that past people because no. I work with actual people and I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> so I yes. would actually believe yes. it would happen. Yes. But yeah, that advice is honestly kind of borderline dangerous for some people, especially parents who can't just sleep their children. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I second all of that. This one is, it's just too much at once. Like you'd said, it's, you can't sustain behavior changes like that. Like, no, I've never seen someone be able to do that long-term with that many no. things at once. It's just not sustainable. No. And okay. have any type of life outside of it. True. That. True. All right, let's go into our next one. We kind of mentioned it already as well, but um, with the diet points, so we're going to go down the line now. The first one, as a reminder, the first rule is to choose a diet and to follow it. So with this rule, Andy does get the disclaimer where he says that he recommends consulting a professional, but he doesn't know if you're actually doing that. And if you don't, this diet is just up to your own interpretation and it could be a very unsustainable or again, kind of borderline dangerous one, especially with doing two workouts a day, depending on the type of movement you're doing. And honestly, no matter what type it is, it's still going to be a lot of calories that you're likely burning, especially more than your body's used to. If you have been sedentary prior to that, it could just lead to you being undernourished and that can lead to, I mean, fatigue and poor energy and increased risk of injury the list goes on and on cramps and soreness that lasts for days, poor recovery, all of that. Um, he does also, he does give some diet advice, which says no cheat meals or alcohol. So I guess that's his one (laughs) diet rule that you must follow, which we have a whole episode on cheat meals. Don't we? I think we touched on that before. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah. So we'll link that below our whole thoughts on cheat meals. I mean, spoiler alert, we don't like them. (laughs) Um, but I guess that makes sense for his whole thing, not to have cheat meals because you have to be mentally tough for 75 days. So if you have a cheat meal, it's it's... no, no. So this one is just, I think too broad, which could be a pro because we don't like strict diet rules, but that just leaves it up to interpretation, interpretation for the person doing 75 hard. And we have seen being dietitians in the actual field with actual people that what a healthy diet is healthy in air quotes, heavy air quotes is very confusing to people. People don't know what type of diet is best for them. And so just letting them choose what to do could be not so great. Yes. Yep. I don't have anything to add either. Trust the dietitian. Trust the dietitians. Some this these just kind of piggyback off of each other. The next one takes into account like there's no mention of recovery after the 45 minute workouts, and this incorporates both from an exercise and a dietary standpoint. Like Hannah mentioned, you're probably burning a lot more calories. You need more food to compensate for that. 
And also there's no rest days. There's for 75 days. Like that's over two months. And I guess like two and a half months. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the workouts appear to be up for interpretation too. So they could be somewhat low intensity on some days, but again, people don't know where the line should be if they've never been taught that. And so they could go way too hard, too fast. And that's only going to make recovery worse. And again, increased risk of injury and undernutrition and all of that. It's a no bueno. We don't love the no days off grind discipline mentality. No, I, I used to be like that where I'd work out like every single day. And I feel so much better now that I take like two or three days of rest a week. Yeah. Like you would think it wouldn't be that way. You think I would be again, quote healthy when I work out seven days a week, but rest is very productive and healthy and good for us and necessary for optimum performance. So if you want to get good at those workouts, by day 75, um, you better take some rest or else you're just going to get burnt out and feel like crap. Yeah. So rule number three, yes. Rule number three was to drink a gallon of water a day. And this is just not individualized for some people. That's way too much. There is such a thing as overhydrating and people don't know this, but you can give yourself too much water. Typically it doesn't happen because people don't drink enough water in the first place. So it's hard to achieve, but 128 ounces. That's a gallon, right? I think it's about. Yeah. Um, 64 is a half gallon. Yes. Yes. That's a lot of ounces of water. One, like you're not used to drinking that much water. That can be a a very challenging adjustment from going to the bathroom standpoint. Also, it's not individualized. Water goals depend a lot on like physical activity levels and like how like if you're like a heavy sweater or not also your body size like i'm probably not going to drink the same amount of water as like a 6.3 man <laughs> i don't like we should not have the same it's similar with like nutrition where hydration is is individualized and just exactly. stamping that one fits all goal on it is not going to be beneficial yeah I feel like the gallon of water always gets thrown around as like the perfect amount of water, but back to the whole diet standpoint too, if someone's not eating a proper diet and they're overhydrated, and it could also be not getting enough minerals from the diet if they're under eating and that could lead to overhydration risk as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to kind of give a tip though, that I tend to give out. And again, this is very general advice, not individualized to you listening, Um, But for hydration, we talk about like our urine color a lot to kind of Mm self-assess how it's going. And again, there's a lot of factors that can play into it, like medications and how sweaty you get and things like that, that could also be impacting how hydrated you are. But generally speaking, we want to see like a pale yellow, like lemonade color, and we shouldn't be going like every 10 minutes. Like you might be, if you are drinking a gallon a day after not drinking for a long time, um, if you're pee is like always, always, always clear. You're likely overhydrating. And if it is more like amber colored, like apple juice, you could be under hydrating, but it's going to change too. Like when I get up in the morning, it's a lot darker than at 2 PM when I've been drinking water all day. So take it with a grain of salt, but yeah, ideally that pale yellow is kind of what we want to see throughout the duration of the day. Yeah. 
which may or may not be what you achieve drinking a gallon of water. Potentially not, but maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? We're living in the unknown. <laughs> uh, the next con, we we talked about this one a little, we got ahead of ourselves when we were going through the rules. You just kind of popcorn thoughts out there. But with the reading, audiobooks are great options. Like Hannah mentioned, and I don't know how deep we'll dive into your my therapy appointment today. Your, th- <laughs> your therapy moment today. Um, but some people don't have time to sit down and read and like they're driving around a lot. Maybe they have kids. Maybe they have like a lot of like cleaning and cooking and laundry and just things that they have to do where they can't physically sit down and read words on a paper. Additionally, this does not I was going to put a note about this. I'm like, is this me just being very like abrasive? (laughs) I have to check myself sometimes. And I was like, is this ableist? But because like blind people can't read books. Yeah. They probably listen to audiobooks. And then I was like, well, there's Braille. But I don't know how accessible nonfiction books, health help books are. And I, braille. I don't think Andy has a little asterisk that said, if you're blind, just use braille. Like <laughs> he's not considering no. them. No. So one audiobooks are great from like a time standpoint, also like for people who can't see. <laughs> so that's just an, a no. Yeah. I like the idea of reading more. I think more people should meet, read more. Yeah. But I don't know if those like strict guidelines, like I feel like there was more strictness with the reading compared to the dietary component, which is very rare. And like, once again, the, the vagueness is not very helpful because it just says like any self-help book, even though there are tons of toxic self-help books out there. Oh yes. (laughs) So many. So I mean, that could also just lead to more problems or you just digging a deeper hole by doing this. Okay. Our next one is the progress photos, which we discussed, I think in our episode about like the red flags of a diet Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, how, if someone uses progress photos to sell their weight loss program or diet or whatever, that's a red flag because it doesn't actually show you anything about the diet that can be altered. We'll link it below so you guys can listen to it, but um, like Emily kind of alluded to at the very beginning, if this challenge is about mental toughness, then physical changes that you see via progress photos should be irrelevant. Yeah. And it's also not a fitness program per Andy. So again, like why does someone's, I don't want to say their fitness cause you can't look at someone and how fit they are, but how does their change in body composition based on what you see via the picture? Again, we can never know for sure what is going on internally, but how does that how is that not a fitness program? Yeah. And the website is just covered in them. Every single testimonial is a progress photo, which is very confusing because not only does it like promote that, like, oh, this is a fitness program. You're, you might like lose some body fat, but also perpetuates that like idea of like, I don't know the last time we've talked about this, actually, that like Mm -hmm. weight loss is like better for someone's health, it perpetuates oh, yeah. that idea. We talk about it all the time. I just don't remember the last episode we talked about it. It's, it's been so you need a refresher. <laughs> I talk about it every day. I'm sure you've heard it from one yes. of us recently, but maybe not on a yes. podcast episode. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's so true. Like maybe the progress photo shows that they now have abs they didn't have before, but are they like super, like are their muscles like made of glass now because they didn't have any rest for 75 days? Did they read awful self-help books and now they feel even worse about themselves than they did before? Are they overhydrating? And so they're not getting enough sodium in, or they're just peeing all their sodium and what else is there? What else is potassium? potassium. Gosh, there's peeing all those things out. Like there's so many things that could be going wrong that we can't see via a picture. And just because yeah. they lost weight does not mean that they're better off. No, no, I feel like that's all I have to say. Okay. Same. I, I, <laughs> I could talk a lot more about it, but I don't know if anything more productive would come out of the conversation. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. We should do an episode on progress photos. We should. All right, making a later note for Emily. (laughs) Add to list. Do progress photo episode. There we go. This is a good way Um, to plug, actually, real quick. If you have any episode ideas. Um, you can always leave comments on our posts on our website. Um, and we always see those, or you can always go to the contact part of our website as well. And always shoot us an email that way or DM us. Um, we also look at those. So if you ever have episode topics that you want to cover, let us know. Yes. 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 The next con we've kind of implied this is there's not really any type of like flexibility in this plan for like six. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think of sickness. Like if you get sick. (laughs) Oh yeah. That (laughs) I was thinking like, Oh, family and like, like daily mood changes and jobs. Also, if you get sick, like if you get a cold and you're out for like three days and you're on day 70. Oof. Sucks for you. Here we go. Another two and a half months. It's not it's so rigorous and there's, I don't think I put this in. Oh, okay. It's something I'm going to lump this in with a bullet points that's coming later is it's just not sustainable. Cause like there's no slowly weaning in or out progress process. It's very rigorous. And throughout the entire website, it just kept like actually screaming, like not like I'm getting vibe screaming. It's like there's text that is saying, there are no compromises and that's why you fail. It's that we were saying like every paragraph included it somehow. Like they brought up like people were like, well, what if I want to change this? And then he's like, no, that's the reason why you fail is because you make compromises. And I'm like, wow. Ugh. It just, this was not made by someone I feel like who like had any type of adversity in their life. Right. It's like they had plenty of time. They maybe they worked there like nine to five and this was their entire personality was. Well, his whole thing is he says how, he, how he's an entrepreneur. That's like his other claim to fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, twins, but like we're not out here <laughs> <laughs> yelling at people about not making compromises. And yeah. if you're not, doing these things you're gonna be a failure I just that's not motivating for so many people to like tell them that they suck (laughs) (laughs) no I have posted an Instagram reel and TikTok before 
um, duetting Papa Swolio, which is oh. the exact same. What what do you always say? Like different font, same man, yeah, different same font. guy, different font. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. I stole that from Emily. That's Emily's quote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, with the stitch that I did with him or duet, whatever it was, I, I was like, who's motivated by this? And I got so many comments that said, I am motivated. I'm like, okay, that's great. But I also got a ton that said like, no, being screamed at and told how terrible I am does not motivate me. No, no. So once no again, like if it works for you, that's great. This podcast is not for you, but yes, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean that something is wrong with you. No, you just get motivated by different things and approaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that also all these three points just all tie, tie together is that like, yeah. it just emphasized that all or nothing mindset where like, if you're not doing all of it, you're failure. And like, that's already a type of mindset a lot of people have with food. And if you like lump in the exercise, or it's also something people have with food exercise as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you lump in all of it together, it can just, it's a concoction for a problematic situation. Yeah. In someone's mental health and physical health and probably emotional health. Like we're really tag teaming all of those in this. Yep. 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 Yeah. Our last few points kind of all go together, but the last one we'll talk about is this can create a negative feedback loop where if you fail quotes on the fail, you go back to day one and then these goals are, you likely failed because they were not realistic. And so you kind of find yourself, find yourself in this endless cycle where these goals aren't sustainable for you, but you feel that you should be doing it. And so you just keep doing the same. It's what's the, what's the thing where they say, insanity like the definition is doing doing the the same same thing over and over again and like expecting different results that's kind of like this not that i want to call anyone listening to this insane but (laughs) um you just find yourself in this loop that can only be stopped by ditching this and finding an approach that's better for you yeah so all in all let's focus on what we can do there are some aspects of this plan that can be beneficial. One, we love non-restrictive dietary, even though there is some restriction, but it's like, this is the least amount of restrictions probably in a fad diet. We That's see. true. Yeah. Um, it incorporates a lot of different aspects of health. So like nutrition, fitness, hydration, um, like reading. So like intellectual challenges. Progress photos, I'm not even going to throw that at like Eddie. There's not really a lot of pros to that. No. So it does incorporate some good different elements of health. Maybe if you feel like this is something you'd be interested in, you could like, I know he says no compromises, but (laughs) you're not paying him if you don't pay pay to enter his program. So you can kind of do your own. 75 hard challenge and do it well like they have maybe like, like a they have 75 soft it's also a thing you it's, can make whatever you want yeah. <laughs> it's been adapted but you can even adapt it to you even further yes yeah and you can add other elements of this that like maybe you like wanting to focus on you could throw sleep in there i want to mm-hmm. see a fat diet that emphasizes sleep yeah we should, that's never happened before in the world of throw, diet like, culture no why are we not, why are we not emphasizing that more? <laughs> well, it doesn't directly lead to weight loss. So that's why it's 
not a real good seller. You're right. When people are asleep, they're not working out. (laughs) Right. They're not burning very many calories if you're just laying there. Yeah. So this can be some, it has some elements of being a good motivator, but it's good to reflect on like what you know works best for you. And if you do try it and it doesn't work, that's not on you. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say the disclaimer of like, if you have an eating disorder history or a disordered eating history, probs not a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. Proceed with caution. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's our thoughts on 75 hard. Woo. I mean, you guys knew it was coming. Whenever we do a diet review, it's always the same. I mean, <laughs> we should do a diet review of one we like, but I don't know when I like. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't know that they're intuitive eating. <laughs> That's not a diet. Yeah. And even that has nuance and things that we maybe don't yes. love about it. The best well, diet you're is right. the one for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's do our bonus no. question. This one, I always, I always do this. I always like preface it before I just ask the stupid question. Okay. The question is, what do you call the end slice of bread? Emily, you go first. I'm just going to zip it for a minute. Okay. I call the end slice of bread, the end. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Like I literally say like, who wants the ends? And my dad, like my dad will say like, oh, I'll eat a sandwich with the ends. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. (laughs) It's really, really thrilling. (laughs) I don't say any of the like foot things or like. That's why I thought maybe like a foot versus butt debate. Cause we say butts in my house. Cause we're just a hillbilly family of nine. (laughs) I don't no. know what Ross says though. This is more so like when I was growing up, I don't know what the Thompsons called and slice. I will ask Ross after this and report back. I was going to say like, you, have you never gone to like at the end of a bread? Well, people are going to hate this, don't but we don't talk about it because we just both don't eat it. <laughs> so they just go in the trash. Or I will try to like do like a French toast or make croutons. Mm. Um, if I'm feeling... If I'm feeling sustainable that day, otherwise, <laughs> see ya. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't so eat them. So we don't talk about it. Mm. And I don't know why I, we don't eat them. I eat sourdough, and I feel like the end of sourdough isn't like the end of like maybe like a whole wheat. No, I would not call the end bread. of sourdough a butt of sourdough bread. Like I would. What call would you call that? Sourdough. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't know what Bobby calls it. Like in general? Yeah. Is he a, eats, I eat most of sourdough. Does Bobby eat like the butts of bread in general? I think so. Yes. Okay. I'm going to say yes. That's good. But we don't, I'm not proud of my choice it. to not eat them. Trust me. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I actually probably will start eating them more. <laughs> I'm ashamed. I don't know why it's just like it's not as good as regular like inner slices it's definitely different but it's like if I did like my own homemade bread I would love the butt slice of bread Mm -hmm. like the crust is just so much different and more more better (laughs) 
so much better <laughs> on like a homemade bread or like a sourdough. Okay. Mm-hmm. Same kind of vibes. Yeah. But like a regular old, like we get the, it's the Sara Lee artisan bread. It's like Ross's Ooh. favorite that we always get. It's like always in our fridge. Um, like I don't eat the butts of those very often. I just thought of this too. Aren't hamburger buns like mostly just like always butts of bread? <laughs> like there's no inner slice I mean, of a hamburger yeah. bun. <laughs> and like hot dog buns or like bagels. But maybe it's just a different category. So it just doesn't apply. I feel like, yeah, because it's like a loaf. Yeah, that's true. Like... You don't have like loaves of hamburger buns. No. <laughs> that's true. Okay. It just applies to loaves. That that clears it up. <laughs> I was getting really stressed. <laughs> I was too. I was about to like, wait. <laughs> All this is exciting. Uh, yeah. So you say the butts other and I say ends. <laughs> butts and ends. So I know foot, like you said, is one of them. Is there any other common ones that we don't think of? We're not thinking of. I think was foot was the biggest thing that appalled me. I, I feel like that's worse it. than butt somehow. I'm also biased. I, I but... agree. No, I, I learned it. Well, I guess I, I don't, I don't know what my friends in Illinois say, but I learned it like at Purdue. Mm. Someone said the foot and I was like, the what now? It's <laughs> <laughs> just gross. Cause I know butts are also gross, but feet are nasty. I don't yeah, want the I, word foot and bread anywhere near each other. Like, what was the other end be then? The, the hand. Head? Oh, the hand? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think butt makes sense. It's like two butt cheeks with a loaf yeah. in between. <laughs> it's cu- yeah. Cute. <laughs> it is cute. Okay, well, let us if know If you your say foot, thoughts. we won't judge you, though. Yeah, Maybe we still a like judgment you, but... initially, but, like, we'll still accept you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm a wasteful queen, so I can't judge. I throw everything away. <laughs> that's I'm okay. gonna work on that. That's my that's my new goal. Add that to my 75 hard. Eat all the butts. <laughs> Bread butts. <laughs> okay, we're done here today. <laughs> Podcast. We need over. to take the, We need to end this. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of The Upbeat Dietitians with your hosts, Emily Krause and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at The Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.